Do you schedule and host events in the Jewish community? Conferences, webinars, local events? Please consider adding your events to Jcast Network's newest project, the Jewish Communal Events Calendar. Don't schedule events, but know someone who does? Invite them to add their events. If we all work together, we can create another wonderful resource for the Jewish community. Visit our calendar and post your events at jcastnetwork.org slash jcpc. You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit mikenopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Great hello everyone. Um, so, uh, first of all, uh, thank you as always to uh, Willa Kalman for uh, sponsoring our Seum this morning and our breakfast, uh, which will follow the Seum. Uh, and uh, the fact that we have to wait for the Seum for breakfast is relevant to what we're going to be learning in the Seum itself. Uh, but uh, we really appreciate your, um, your, your devotion to this ritual in particular. Uh, in this moment in particular, but also to everything you do for the uh, temple, for the congregation. Um, it's uh, uh, incredible to have your support and your partnership for the, for the work that we do here. Uh, so the learning that we're going to do this morning is on page 276 in your Sidor. Um, for uh, um, typically a Sium is, uh, is over um, a tractate uh, or an order of uh, Mishnah or, or Talmud. Uh, and, uh, and indeed, that's what I uh, prepared uh, in advance of today. Um, I uh, went back and reviewed an oldie but a goodie, an old favorite known as Mesechet uh, Avot, uh, tractate uh, sometimes called Pirkei Avot, um, which is, uh, uh, if you're playing along at home, uh, the Mishnah has uh, six volumes, six orders, uh, and uh, uh, the fourth of those orders is known as Nezikin, uh, which means uh, damages. It primarily deals with laws of, like property damage and things like that, uh, capital cases, uh, jurisprudence, that sort of thing. Uh, and uh, and uh, each of those volumes, each of those orders is subdivided into what are called tractates, uh, in Hebrew, Masechtot, uh, and uh, usually each of those Masechtot deal with the general theme of the of the seder of the order, um, and so most of the tractates, most of the Masechtot in Nezikin deal with things relating to damages and jurisprudence and whatever. Uh, Avot is in Nezikin, uh, and it does not deal with that general theme. Uh, Avot is a compilation of um, some of the uh, great um, uh, ethical and wisdom teachings of the rabbis um, of the uh, generations uh, that are included in the, in the Mishnah, so rabbis spanning from uh, roughly 200 before the Common Era to about 200 of the Common Era. Um, and uh, and uh, because they had this collection of these uh, beautiful teachings of the rabbis, um, they had no natural place to put it. They put it in Nezikin. Um, and uh, I think that that's fair anyway, because uh, um, it doesn't really seem to fit in the other uh, uh, starim, in the other orders. 
Uh, and uh, in some ways, you could make an argument that it does deal with damages, uh, the damages that, call, that, that, that come from not living um, a, a life uh, devoted to uh, Torah and to the ethical ideals um, that uh, the, the rabbis in Avot uh, lay forth. Um, so, um, the, and by the way, just uh, another uh, thought about Avot before I actually teach the, well, teaches the last Mishnah of Avot. Um, or maybe the last two missions of our votes by uh, a backhanded way. Um, and uh, a friend of mine, Rabbi Justin Goldstein, um, who's in uh, North Carolina, uh, said that uh, it's possible that we have been frequently mistranslating the title of this tractate, usually we translate it as uh, fathers um, uh, or, uh, or sages or, you know, wisdom of the sages or words of the sages or teachings of the sages, teachings of the fathers. Um, but the word pirke, uh, means chapters and avot can mean, uh, fathers or it can mean ancestors. It, it, it almost certainly doesn't mean sages. Usually it's translated that way to give more of a window into what's included in it, not necessarily as a literal translation. Uh, and, uh, or another possibility is to make it a little bit more gender balanced. Um, even though there's no uh, uh, women's teachings recorded in Pirkei Avot that I can uh, remember off the top of my head. Um, but my, my friend Rabbi Goldstein uh, suggests that that's actually not what the, uh, this translates to. Pirkei means chapters, and Avot either can mean fathers uh, or it can mean um, uh, great principles. Right? Like uh, um, we have the, the general categories of... Uh, of Avot Melachot, right? the general categories of uh, labor, prohibited labor on Shabbat, are known as Av Melacha, which are like uh, general, meaning general categories or, or broad principles of, um, of labor on Shabbat. So, uh, so Pirkei Avot could mean um, chapters of principles, chapters of great principles. Right. Um, and uh, so these are you know, foundational principles um, of building a Jewish life, um, uh, in addition, of course, to, uh, to living a life of mitzvot. This sort of fleshes it out. Okay, so the last Mishnah uh, is uh, taught by a rabbi nam- named Ben Hehe, uh, which is, uh, among other things, maybe one of the best names of rabbis that uh, we have in the Mishnah. Ben Hehe, uh, we don't know a lot about him biographically, uh, but presumably, uh, he was a rabbi uh, of the time of Hillel, um, which it actually, uh, to call him rabbi, uh, it may be a little bit of an anachronism. He's not called Rabbi ben Hehe here, he's called just ben Hehe. And the same as Hillel, the great sage Hillel, who many of us are familiar with or have heard about, um, is not, uh, even though sometimes you'll hear people call him Rabbi Hillel, he, didn't ha- he never went by the title Rabbi. Um, that t- title probably didn't exist in Hillel's time yet. That was a later appellation. Um, and so, uh, so ben Hehe wasn't a rabbi, but he was in the rabbinic tradition. He was a sage in the rabbinic tradition. Uh, and uh, um, if I were to ask you what, what is the most famous thing you can remember about Hillel, what would it be? Okay, so Franklin, say more about that. What's that story? What's that story? I can teach you all on one foot. I love thy neighbor as thyself. Do unto others that you would do to yourself. Okay, good, good. Very. Anybody have anything they want to tweak about that or add to that? He said the, the rest is commentary. The rest is commentary. 
go and learn, right? So it's that. So there's a, a one more dimension to it uh, that, that Franklin didn't indicate, which is that the person who goes to Hillel um, is somebody who is a prospective convert. A prospective convert goes to Hillel and says, I will convert to Judaism if you can teach me the whole Torah on one foot. Now, there's, there's all sorts of uh, uh, great academia about this. What does he mean, one foot? Maybe he means like over one uh, cycle of Shalush Regalim, right? One cycle of uh, pilgrimage festivals. It doesn't really mean, well, I'm standing on one foot. Maybe he's a yoga master, could stand on one foot for a really long time. We don't know. Um, but, uh, uh, but the story actually begins in another way, which is that that same person first goes to Hillel's counterpart, Shammai, uh, and says to Shammai, can you teach me the whole Torah on one foot? And Shammai says, that's ridiculous. Of course I can't teach you the whole Torah while you stand on one foot. There's too much to learn, right? It's a lifetime of dedicated study. And, um, and then the, so the convert goes to Hillel and, and asks him the question. And Hillel says, uh, he doesn't exactly say, love thy neighbor as thyself, which is the direct quote from the Torah. He kind of reformulates it slightly to say, what is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow. The rest is commentary, go and learn. Okay, so there's a few things I think that are that are important about that. The first is, of course, that uh, that from Hillel's perspective, the foundational principle of the Torah is to not do to others what's hateful to us. The second, and and that in order to be Jewish, all one needs to know, primarily, is that responsibility. And then he says the rest is commentary. Go and learn. Right? He doesn't say that that's all there is to the Torah. He just says that the rest fleshes out and gives context and gives direction to that foundational principle because, of course, it's not as simple as that, right? Just because something is, you know, uh, uh, um, not hateful to me does not mean that I can do it to my fellow. It may mean that, but it may not mean that depending on the, the circumstance. There's plenty within uh, Torah that provides direction and context for that foundational principle. So the second thing that Hillel says, the rest is commentary, go and learn, is at least as important as the first thing, right? It was just a clever way of spinning it. Now, why do I say all that? Because we know, uh, or we, we, we uh, uh, as to the best of our knowledge, Ben Hey, the, 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 the teacher of this last Mishnah, um, uh, not only was a sage at the time of Hillel, but was a convert uh, who became a sage at the time of Hillel. Um, like, by the way, uh, uh, many of the great sages of the Jewish tradition were uh, first converts, the most famous of which, um, uh, excuse me, well, he wasn't a convert uh, per se, but he was an illiterate shepherd, uh, Rabbi Akiva. Um, but, uh, uh, but, uh, but uh, so Ben-Hay was a convert at the time of Hillel. And what if, just as a thought experiment, Ben-Hay was the convert that went to Shammai and Hillel. And if you have that thought experiment in the back of your mind as we look at this, what might you get from this teaching? So Ben, here's what Ben Hehe says. And by the way, uh, the teacher of the Mishnah before that, you can see, is a teacher named Ben Bagbag, uh, which is the second greatest name, I think, in all of the Mishnah. Um, and there is a tradition that uh, Ben Bagbag and Ben Hehe are actually the same person. Ben Bagbag and Ben Hehe are actually the same person. That if you do uh, uh, gematria on um, on ba Ben Bagbag's name, uh, the numerology on Ben Bagbag's name, it, it comes out to be the equivalent of Ben Hehe's name, right? Bet Gimel, Bet Gimel is a Hey, 
and Bet Gimel is a hey, right? So, um, so uh, there, there's a, a, a tradition that these are actually both the same teachers, um, uh, called different things for, for uh, different reasons, um, and that they are um, uh, reflecting um, uh, 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 foundational, I would say, uh, convert Torah, um, which means to say, um, uh, uh, what, what can you learn uh, from, uh, from somebody who um, has chosen as an adult to dedicate their life to, um, to a, a system that was not the one they were born into? And why would Ben Bagbag later be called Ben Hehe? Because um, if you remember the first converts to Judaism who were were the first converts to Judaism. Yeah, okay, but before they asu the nefesh in Haran, who, uh, who, uh, who asued those nefesh in Haran? Abraham and Sarah, very good, right? So Abraham and Sarah are the first converts to Judaism, which is why all uh, Jews by choice now, when they're called to the Torah, uh, go by the name, um, uh, let's say, David ben Abraham Vesara. Right um, to to uh, to link their uh, their um, uh, lineage to those uh, first uh, uh, first Jews by choice, uh, and so before Abraham and Sarah were Abraham and Sarah, they were Abraham and Sarai, Abraham and Sarai, and so one of the things that the Torah does there is it says that by virtue of them linking themselves to God, God's name became linked to them. So you take the Yud out of Sarai's name, divide it into two He's, you put a He into Sarah's name, and a He into Abraham's name, and then you have Sarai and Avram become Avraham and Sarah. So that means that when someone chooses to become Jewish, God chooses to be a part of their life as well. And so Ben Bagbag becomes Ben Hey Hey, right? Um, someone who, uh, who uh, uh, God... Um, God, as it were, uh, becomes uh, part of uh, his being. So Ben Hehe Omer, Ben Hehe says, Lefum Sa'ara Agra. He says, um, according to the suffering is the reward. So uh, Maimonides, uh, who has a, a commentary on the whole Mishnah, phrases it in perhaps a more uh, uh, popular parlance. Uh, which means according to uh, the pain is the gain, right? In other words, in other words, no pain, no gain. Now, um, of course, there are plenty of uh, of, of uh, contexts in which we could uh, um, discuss the truth of that teaching. It's not necessarily saying that you get painful experiences in your life in order to provide you reward for having those experiences, but it might be saying that um, that one's uh, that that one's ability to grow from uh, and to grow in life, to 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 uh, yield wisdom in life, um, to uh, to learn about uh, him or herself or the world, to have to have insight, to grow as a person, um, is connected to their trials. Right. The, um, the 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 only way we grow is through challenges and and tests. That doesn't mean that they're good per se, but it does mean that they are all of them opportunities for uh, for growth. And the growth, the reward, is proportionate to the suffering. 
right? So the, the more challenging an experience is, the more capacity you have to grow from that experience. But that's actually not what most of the commentators uh, uh, interpret this Mishnah as teaching. They interpret it to be uh, primarily about the study of Torah. That if you pain yourself in the study of Torah, you'll yield more reward. Right? And I, I was, you know, I, I, as I was uh, studying uh, Avot and, and studying this Mishnah, um, we uh, had uh, our uh, annual session with our Bar and Bat Mitzvah families. Um, and I was thinking about this passage while, while I was talking to them, um, because, uh, because this is, I think, a, a, a worthy lesson for, uh, for those families at that moment in their lives. And I said that, you know, the cliche that you will get out of it what you put into it, right? If you take it seriously, if you devote your time to it, if you make it a priority in your life, the outcome of it, the experience of it will be profoundly more meaningful and more lasting than if it was just sort of something that you were going through the motions, doing the minimum amount possible, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, making it as painless as possible um, in order to have a party, right? Which is how a lot of people conceive of that moment in their lives. Uh, and so those of us who um, have gone through that experience or similar experiences uh, know that that is most certainly the case or seen it, know that that's most certainly the case. But it's also, I mean, it's not only true for, uh, for preparing for bar and bat mitzvah. It's true for um, uh, engaging in a life of Torah study at any point in, in, in our lives. The amount of effort that we exert to, uh, to, to delve into the principles of Torah will determine how meaningful what we yield from that study will be in our lives. And even more than that, the, one of the commentators uh, points out, Ein divrei Torah, it says in the Talmud, Ein divrei Torah mit kayamim, ela b'mi shememit atzmo aleha. Which means that words of Torah are not upheld for a person uh, unless that person is willing to uh, I think metaphorically, kill himself or herself over them. Right? In other words, Torah will be meaningless unless you make it meaningful. Torah will be meaningless unless you are willing to devote your life to it. Unless it's something that is actually important. Unless you approach it as something life-giving. Right? If you approach studying Torah as, I'm going to, you know, uh, skim a little bit of literature today um, and, uh, and, you know, see how, see how the ancients did it back then and won't that be neat, right? It will be a meaningless exercise. You might as well um, uh, watch The Real Housewives. That's the, your, the other option that you have to do with your time, uh, as I've learned in my house. Um, so, um, but if you, if you study it believing that this is literally life and death, that this is how we learn how to be human in the world and how to deepen and foster our relationship with God and everything that is. If this is foundational for our lives and that's how we approach Torah, then what we will yield from that study will be infinitely more meaningful and infinitely more relevant. But it means that we have to put in the work, we have to devote the time, we have to actually make it painful, it needs to be a challenge. 
and we need to have the orientation to it that this is something that we are um, investing ourselves in to yield life-giving wisdom. Which is why I think there's a relation between what Ben Hehe says and what Ben Bagbag says in the Mishnah before, which may be the same person. Ben Bagbag Omer, Hafokhba Vehafokhba de Kulaba. Turn it over and over, for everything is in it. Uva Techazi, and you should search in it. Vesiv Uvleba, and you should uh, uh, um, grow old and gray in it. Umine lo tazua, and you should never depart from it. She'ein lach midatova hemena, because there is no better portion in life than this. And I think what if you take that first piece and apply it to the second piece, if your approach to Torah is that it is totally encompassing, that there is nothing in it that is not connected to life and nothing in life that is not connected to Torah. If you, if you see it as the primary resource for yielding wisdom about how to live in the world, how to be a human, how to relate to God, you in, invest in it every single day of your life from beginning to end. And you never depart from it. You make it a challenge for yourself. You stick with Torah even when it's painful to stick with Torah. You'll never have a better portion than that. And the reward will be proportionate to the challenge. And I think that uh, as we uh, uh, conclude uh, Masechet Avot, prepare for, for Pesach, uh, in, in which we'll be at Seder's, where it might feel like we're growing old and gray in it, uh, and, uh, and retelling the central story of our people, let this be a time where we can commit and rededicate ourselves uh, to hafochba uh, the hafochba, to turning it over and over, to challenging ourselves and yielding reward from the challenge. We know that the foundational principle might be what is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow. But we also can't forget the rest is commentary, and now our responsibility is to go and learn. Hadran alach masechet avot v'hadrach alan, da'atan alach masechet avot v'da'atach alan, lo nitneshe minach masechet avot v'lo nitneshe minan, lo ba'alma hadain v'lo ba'alma da'ate. Hadran alach masechet avot v'hadrach alan, da'atan alach masechet avot v'da'atach alan, lo nitneshe minach masechet avot v'lo titneshe minan, lo ba'alma hadain v'lo ba'alma da'ate. Hadrach alan masechet avot v'hadrach alan, Datan alach masachat avot v'datach alan lo nitnashem minach masachat avot v'lo titnashem minan lo ba'amahaden v'lo ba'amadaate. We will return to you masachat avot, and you will return to us. Our thoughts are about you masachat avot, and your thoughts are about us. We will not forget you masachat avot, and you will not forget us. Not in this world, and not in the world to come. May be your will, God and God of our ancestors, that your Torah be our occupation in this world and will remain with us in the world to come, just as it was for all the Bar Papas.
techakmeni mitzvotecha ki leolam hili yihili bi tamim bechukecha leman lo evosh leolam lo eshkach pekudecha kivam chitani boruch ata adonai lamdeni chukecha amen 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 sela ve'ed blessed are you God who teaches us your laws amen 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 sela forever modim anach nulach. Shinemar, Vata Elohim Tordem Lever Shachat, Anche Damim Umirma, Loya Hatsu Yemehem Vani Ev Tachbach. We are thankful before you, God, our God and God of our ancestors, that you have made our portion from among those who sit in the house of study, and you have not made our portion from among those who sit idle. Ihiratzom Yofanecha, Adonai Elohai, Keshem Shaz. Hashem she'azartanu l'sayem mesechet avot, ken ta'azreinu l'atchil masechtot u'sfarim acharim l'sayemam, l'omodu l'olomed l'shmor v'la'asot l'kayem et kol divrei t'hamud toratecha be'ava, u'schut kol ha'tanaim v'amoraim v'tamidei chachamim y'amod li u'lezari, shelo t'hamush ha'tora mipi u'mipi zari v'zera zarai ad olam v'yitkayem bi v'hit halechecha tanche otcha Otach be shochvecha, tishmor alecha, the hagitota, he te shichecha, ki vi yerbu yamecha, ve yosifu lecha, shonot chaim, orechemim bimina, bismola, osher ve kavod, adonai oz le amo yitain, adonai yverech et amo bashalom. May it be your will, God, my God, that you, that as you have helped me finish Mesechet Avot, thus will you help me begin other Mesechtot and books and finish them to learn to teach to protect and fulfill all the words of your Torah with love. God, give us strength, and God, bless God's nation and all humanity with peace. Amen. Please rise. The special Kaddish that we recite at Seums. Yitgadal v'yitkadash shemei rabah ve'almad dehu atid l'yitkadata Ula Achia Metia, Ula Asaka, Lechai Alma, Lemivne, Karta Diushlem, Ule Shachlel, Hechle, Begava, Ulmeakar, Pohana, Nuhraa, Meara, Ve La Atava, Pohana, Dishmaya, La Atre, Viamlich Kudche, Brihu, Bemahute, Vikare, Behaechon, Viomechon, Hayeho, Beit Israel, Bagala, Uvisman, Hari, Vimru, Amen. Yehe, Shme, Rabba, Mevorach, Leolam, Omeo, Maya. Ibarach, Vishtabach, Vipaar, Vitroman, Vitnase, Vitadar, Vitale, Vitalal, Shemei, Dekudesha, Brihu, Leela, Minkobirchata, Veshirata, Tushbechata, Venechemata, Damiran, Bealma, Vimru, Amen. Al Yisrael, Veal Rabanan, Veal Tamidehon, Veal Kol Tamide, Tamidehon, Veal Kol Man de Oskim, Veal Raita, Dibe Atra Hadain, Vedibe Kol Atar, Veatar, Yehel, Lehon, Lehon, Shalama, Rabba, Khina vechista v'rachamim v'chayin arichin u'mezone revicha u'furkana minkara mavuhun di v'shmaya v'ara v'imru amen. Yehe shalama rabba min shemaya v'chayim tovim aleinu v'al kol Yisrael v'imru amen. 
Oseh Shalom Biromav, Hu Yaseh Shalom, Alenu Ve'al Kol Yisrael Vimru, Amen.